Phil's podcast action live on radio. We are. What's what's your podcast called, Phil? Oh, do I have to say what it's called? That's oh, no, I don't have to say what it's called. Right, I'm not arrogant. I'm not an arrogant person. But a fan told me mm-hmm. to rename it because it was called Strange Stories with Philip Carter. Mm-hmm. Originally, like a sci fi thing. It's not that many sci fi comedy people around. So I ran out of guests. Okay. Uh, and then one guy came up to me and he'd like been published on by Netflix and stuff. And he went, I don't have a strange story to tell. I'm a bit nervous. And I was like, Okay, maybe the podcast name is Scaring People. And somebody went, why don't you just call it the Philip Carter Show because you're in all the episodes. And I was like, okay. And now it's called that, which feels weird to say out loud, but that's what it's called. Well, as I explained to to them, we've got a strange story anyway because your wonderful guest, who is the fantastic Issy Sutcliffe, has had an epic journey to get here, haven't you, Issy? Yeah. Yeah. The two drowned rats in the studio. Um, soaked. <laughs> but we're so glad that, that you're here. I played your track at, at the very beginning. I kind of murdered the, the title, calling it Bye Bye Baby. And I was like, no, this is not not like the Bay City Rollers at all. It's Baby Bye. I, I love this. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, phew. I knew and I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's Levy um, Punk Weekender, and your sound is very distinctive. I think it really matches the vibe that's going on at the Klondike um, right now. So we're excited to play this. We'll play this, and then um, you're just recently becoming a, a solo artist, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So excited for, for Phil to chat to you about that. But let's hit, have your track now, which is Baby Bye. And this is actually out for general release on August the 9th, is yeah, it? Yeah, August the 9th. Brilliant. This is a, an exclusive. Maybe it's its first time on it radio. It's its first time. Wow. It comes out on my birthday. It's all coming together. Yeah. This is two Twilight Zone. <laughs>
That was Baby by by our fantastic guest live in the studio, our real voice of Manchester today, Issy Sutcliffe. And you are uh, a find by the, the fabulous Philip Carter. <laughs> Yeah, I find cool people. Yeah. That's like become my job now. It's really fun. <laughs> we met in a poetry gig. There. Yes, comedy poetry gig. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's where I find all my punk rock musician friends. <laughs> 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 it's funny because I never actually do stuff like that. It was just because I basically, um, I was kind of dating this guy and he um, he came to one of my open mics. So I was like, no, I, I have to definitely go to his <laughs> and watch him perform because he's performing mm. at the thing. Yeah. So it was just like, com- like, I don't usually go to that. And that was the Manchester Fringe, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's all kind of like coming together nicely. I like that your track's called B- "Baby Bye" because, in a way, it it feels like as if it's you saying good goodbye to, to your band life, and this is you launching as a solo artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good way to go. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm going the opposite way at the moment. <laughs> I've been a solo artist from the beginning, and now I'm like, you know what? It'd be really cool if I spent years and years trying to find other sci-fi writers who are funny. Uh, there's four of them, yeah. <laughs> so we've all got together <laughs> from all the corners of the earth. But yeah, how's it feel being a solo artist now? Um, scary, because I literally have to do all the admin and stuff myself, and I have mm. ADHD, so I am not the best at that. But I'm getting yeah. my mum on the job. She's helping me. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it feels amazing because I can just like do my own stuff and sing my own songs. It's really nice. And obviously, I've got uh, a live band that I've been practicing with, so I'm still like playing music and stuff with other people. So it's just sick. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need, really, isn't it? Like people always see being an independent artist as like terribly lonely. Yeah. I know from like the literature world, people have this image in the heads of a guy hunched over a typewriter never speaking to anybody and publishing this fantastic novel that nobody ever reads Um, and that's sort of like that image kind of pervades into the music industry as well where people see solo artists and they think they must be so lonely Um, but it's not really the case is it because you can still collaborate with people even if you're not Mm. in a band strictly yeah well I'm quite um, an individual person anyway because I have ADHD I struggle to like be in touch with my surroundings and connect with other people so mm. I'm which can be bad in some ways but it also means I'm very into introspective mm. yeah. yeah so I'm very good at like knowing my own feelings and having my own ideas and mm. so it works better for me being on my own anyway yeah yeah and I think to to be like very open with that th- there are so many people that are only just getting their neurodiversity diagnosis now um so I think it's it's quite good isn't it to kind of like be, be open with it because it means that a big proportion of your audience is going to like be able to connect with you on a whole other level yeah well I think because I'm quite confident and stuff and yeah um I just people don't always see me as having like a neurodivergent or something because mm. I think it's good as well because I'm a girl people mm. don't presume girls are neurodivergent and stuff and like it's it is a massive thing in my life like it's affected me quite a lot so it's it's just I like to talk about it no, it's good to talk about it. It's how I, it's why I've not been able to nail down a regular job. Like, like I became self-published because I just 
there was a point where I was like, you know, kind of nervous neurodivergent in the beginning. Yeah. And then I went for a in- job interview in an Asda. And I won't say specifically which <laughs> Asda, but it's quite near to this radio station. <laughs> it's not the nearest one. It's not the third one away. It's not the second one either. I won't tell you which one. You can guess. But it was many years ago, and I went, and I was growing my beard out at the time. I was only 18 years old. And the guy interviewed me, and he asked me what football team I liked. And I said, I don't know, the blue one? (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, it just went downhill, and he asked me, he said, right, I see that you're growing a beard. I was like, thank you, I'm glad you noticed. (laughs) And he went, would you mind growing it on your own time? I said, what do you mean? He went, only grow it when you're not in the store. And what? I just I could not deal with that level of normal people conversation. That it just doesn't sound like normal people. It felt like I'd been drugged. <laughs> like I, I felt like I'd been drugged. Sounds and like I've he had through, some issues to be <laughs> like honest. Like I've with been you. through that before and that was weirder. Mm. Like the job interview was weirder. And I just I just looked at him and went, I can't do this and he said, Why? And I went, We don't speak the same language <laughs> And I just walked out. I was just like I just literally left the job interview out of boredom and confusion. I don't even think that was, was a neurodivergent thing. I think that was a him thing, a strange yeah, but the thing person. is like my ex-girlfriend's dad went through the same issue that's like apparently you're not allowed to grow a beard in your own time when, when you work in retail tell every it's single hair to stop growing I did, I did watch this um, TikToker um, it's called Paige something or other and um, basically she was she made a video about common sense and about how a lot of people who are not neurodivergent who are just neurotypical hmm. they say that like people with they think you don't have much common sense but it's like for us it's the other way around it's like they don't have common sense yeah, oh, yeah no definitely, definitely would say like, that. i mean i'm i'm known now for i will tell people off in the street if they cross the street without pressing the button <laughs> yeah. if they've got a pram they'll get yelled at and i'm you know i'll happily admit that on radio i think i'm in the right like if you've got a pram and you don't press the button and you cross in front of traffic the very least you could get is shouted at. I think it, it they need to be told. Like, yeah. goddamn neurotypical people don't understand how buttons work, and they think we're not smart. Mm. And I'm like, you just press it with your finger. It's not hard. Yeah. Like, come on. To be fair, that's up. one thing I always <laughs> use because, like, like, I just, I just, I, because I'm a bit like with my surroundings, a bit unaware. Mm. I'm like always making sure that I like press the buttons so yeah. I can cross and things. But one time, I remember my my friend was like focusing on like the button or something when we were crossing the road and like a unicyclist came past Mm. (laughs) and because I wasn't concentrating I was and I like saw the unicyclist but she didn't Mm. she was like concentrating on the road yeah. yeah, need a few of us, few of us walking together in a herd <laughs> to, yeah. to be aware of. All I, I like Harry Styles like back um, to back, just moving like a Roman army. I like Harry <laughs> Styles playing the unicycle. That's just what unicycle reminds me of. Like, I just like to say. Yeah. Um, like when I lived in Newcastle for like a month, it was just like people on unicycles and stuff like that, and it was like I never even thought Newcastle was that. Really? That poor? Mm. (laughs) So since you first gigged, it just last year, about a year ago now, isn't it? July 2022 was your your first gig. What was that like for you to to actually perform? Um, Amazing because, yeah, I had my first gig and for ages I'd been wanting to be a singer, but it was like covid Mm. for ages mm. so I couldn't ha- have a band or anything and then obviously my friend was like yeah let's put out music first 
and then gig after that. So then I'd been waiting for a long time to be able to perform. So it was it was one of the best nights of my life, to be honest. I can imagine. So, so did you actually start to um, form the band during COVID? Was that when you, you're like, your lyrical skills came into their own? No, um, I wrote all the songs uh, prior to the band being formed. Right, okay. Um, Just looking for an outlet for them. Yeah, I've, I've always wrote songs since I was like six. Wow. Um, but then obviously I didn't really know what I was doing because I had like ADHD obviously and I was, I don't really know, I'm not very good at marketing myself and stuff. You mm. can uh, tell her a lot about marketing though, can't you? Yeah. If I remember any of it. <laughs> so then obviously like she came along and was like, oh, we can do this together and we can bring out songs together. And then, yeah. I think it's to get your confidence though but but I think that it's like I don't know whether I was watching um that the Wham documentary just the other week that was on on Netflix and it was talking about like he had this friendship with with Andrew Ridgely but it it came a point where it, it was George Michael that was like the main songwriter and it was just like Andrew that was helping him to project himself a little bit and then he just needed to fly on his own and I think that's kind of a bit like what's going on with you in a way yeah I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that to them. They'd be really offended. <laughs> <laughs> they always think it's the other way round. <laughs> well, but, well, yeah. You're you're yeah. the one that's here in in the studio, um, <laughs> and that's all that matters. All that matters. Um, We've done a bit of role reversal there. I thought I was bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I'm, well, we're not mentioning any names, what the band was or, or anything. But, but in in terms of the, the poetry and and stuff, that the poetic side of of writing lyrics is that something that you've kind of like connected with? Were you someone like that wrote poems like from when you were very small, and did you always just want them to be songs? Um, sometimes I have wrote po- poems in the past, but like I've always just been a really emotional person mm. and also I think it's also with neurodivergent I've noticed that I stim and when I remember when I was younger just singing songs to myself that mm. just making them up just stimming yeah. like I would just like sing songs that yeah just didn't exist and like and then people would turn around and be like what song is that and I'd be like I'm just singing. Maybe maybe this is how we got along because I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I tried to like be a straightforward like author on TikTok and then I just wound up singing songs about donuts to my cats. <laughs> and they are a lot more popular than my book. And I'm like, I wasted a lot of time writing this last one. <laughs> I should have just written a poem about a donut. But uh, it's really interesting. Right, so ADHD. Have you ever stumbled upon a song you've written and you completely don't remember writing it? Yeah. Yeah, I've got hundreds of songs. That's I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. That's hundreds. Yeah. Well, when I had to get my space guy to get my songs back, obviously mm. off the band, I looked through all my writing that I've done, like listened to all my old recordings, and I found about five different fully formed songs that I could easily just bring out. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, very relatable. Oh my god! Yeah, That's it was like really literally cool. like you know when you go by like you clean behind the couch or something and you find a load of notes or something. That's what yeah. it felt like. I was like looking back in my recordings and being like, oh god, I, f- I forgot I had that. I love doing that. That's why notebooks are so important. Like there's there's something that computers can never really get. 
yeah. is the feeling of finding a notebook under your bed and going, oh, in 2014 <laughs> I wrote an entire short story oh. collection that's ready to publish and I forgot about it. Yeah. Which, by the way, Ruth, I did do. Uh, yeah, so I think that, you told me that before, that's yes. That's happening on my birthday. I'm <laughs> my, like, hey, my guys. Dad always, my dad always brings me notebooks from home yeah. that I used to write in. So he'll be like, I found this old song from like... 2010 mm. or something like that like my dad that's amazing a while back uh, yeah that's great, beautiful great that he does it and then that it, it's like finding in a last part of yourself isn't it in a way yeah, yeah. but who have your influences been i know bowie is is one but who are you who have your other influences been because the track it, it sounds so professional I'm, I'm assuming you've got in, into a studio to do that as well yeah with my producer dean um at vibe studio in cheaton hill yeah, oh brilliant he's, he's, yeah He's just like the best producer I've ever worked with. I just think he's amazing. Yeah. Like I, I was like, we have to have real drums. We have to have real drums. And he was like, no, Izzy, it's going to be fine. I can just make it look, hu- sound human. And then he did it. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> no, it, it's incredible. It sounds like you, you've long been in, in the music business. And who have your, your influences been? Um, I really like the punk band The Cramps. Oh yeah. Mm. Because he just does not care. Like he just like he just makes stupid noises. Like <laughs> what he just, mm. yeah. And you make a lot of stupid noises. <laughs> well. I do. Yeah. I really like. Um, I'm actually. <laughs> so it's just the way Ruth looks at me then with such <laughs> disappointment in her eyes that <laughs> can't be transferred over radio. But yeah, I felt that. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, <laughs> listening to Eminem a lot at the moment. Mm, it's really yeah. early stuff because, like, he just like says whatever. Yeah. And he just like the fact that he adds like little little uh, impersonations of other. People, oh yeah. Love I that, don't yeah. know. He just doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. Mm. And people um, think he that he does. Laugh. People think used to think that he did, but he he wasn't. He was always just kind of like having a laugh at everything. Yeah. I think for yeah. me that's like a sign of a good performance, like a good joke. Yeah. If some people absolutely do not get it, and I've got comedian friends that will tell me that's not a good way to write a joke, but I think sometimes with like Eminem's material, if people look r- listen to that and think he's being sh- deadly serious, <laughs> they're not his target audience. He's never going to get through to those people. Like, there's yeah. no point trying to pretend, like, trying to please the people that you're not going to, like, be able to even communicate with. Yeah. So, like, it's really good that you're that independent already as a musician. Yeah. I like the bit in um, my song where it goes, like, serve up my dreams, ooh, baby. And, like, because it's, it's just, like, funny, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it there's no reason for it to be in there, but it's just, like... Just That's like near joke. the middle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it can't be off Even guard, my producer was like, Izzy, you don't need to put that in. It takes it away from the rest of it. And I'm like, no. That's why you need it. I need it. It's yeah. funny. That's the authenticity. That's the song's personality in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Do, do you have any particular like subject matter that, that you like to write about now? Myself. Hmm. <laughs> best, yeah, best topic. I'm really inspired by the artist, uh, Frida you know, the Mexican artist. Yeah. Um, because she was famous for her self-portraits. Mm. And pe- I feel like a lot of people can think, oh, you're writing about yourself, like that's really self-centred or stuff. But actually, when you're writing about yourself, you're also writing about how other people, like other people, because other people are going to feel the way that you feel, like someone else mm. is feeling mm. the same way. So you you aren't just writing about yourself. But, yeah. Totally agree with that, yeah. yeah it's. Definitely. 
all we are if we're human is ourselves. <laughs> so, so yeah, I can totally um, agree with that. Have you got any plans to, to, to... I saw something, but I'm not sure whether you'll still be doing it now um, and in around the, the end of August... Are you, a charity performance? Will that still be going ahead or not? Oh, yeah, no, I'm still doing that. Are you still yeah. doing that? Oh, great, okay. Yeah, I'm only doing, like, a few a few performances in August and one gig um, in the Independence in Wigan. Right, okay. I'm doing that with my live band, but then once my... I'm trying to kind of get more listeners and stuff focusing mm. on the online aspect and then perform, yeah. Oh, that would be exciting. So, so you're mainly performing in Wigan right now, but is there any plans for, for, for Manchester that we can like look forward to? Hopefully summer is coming back. Any little festivals or anything? Um, well, definitely. Like I'm taking bookings now for autumn. Okay. After autumn, like winter time. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm just working with like my life band and stuff so mm. when we feel like we've got a proper set then we can really start do, doing the professional sure uh, like shows and gigs and that wow that it, it's exciting i mean you know obviously for, from baby bye we we can tell that there'll be lots more um to look forward to from you and and yeah i'm just kind of like um wondering is there anything else that you really want to ask Issy, phil yeah, I I'm wondering if you'd ever put anything on vinyl. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I could tell. But <laughs> I just wanted to confirm my suspicions. I love vinyl. Yeah, me I love too. Records. I've mm. not got a record player at the moment, but um, yeah. when I did my Fringe show, I know it was a comedy show, but I yeah. advertised it in a lot of the record stores in Manchester because mm. I know there's an overlap there between that, their audience and my audience. Sure. Um, which a lot of marketing people don't seem to understand. They're like, why would people who buy records want to see a sci-fi comedy show? I'm like, believe me, they do. Because they're creative. <laughs> I know them, they're crazy. <laughs> You've just got to go anywhere where weird people are. That's it. That's It's I, that simple. When, when I was putting <laughs> up all the pictures um, for my new song coming out when I was with my old band, I went to all like the record stores and stuff, yeah. even though we weren't bringing out any vinyls or anything, mm. had nothing to do with the stores. But I was just like, they'll they'll think my music's cool. Yeah, they're yeah. great people as well. They're really nice people, and a lot of the record stores in Manchester, they're really nice and very helpful. What a lot of, like startup like indie musicians don't understand is that you can literally just like go and ask people. Yeah. You can just say, can I put a poster in your window? Yeah. Like I had one in Forbidden Planet. Hmm. But when I when I emailed like their head offices, they were like, "We can't help you advertise." But on the individual store level, it's up to them because it's kind of like a franchise. Hmm. Apart from when I was uh, when I went into the middle of town, I tried to put a poster up, and this guy shouted at me <laughs> in the street, and I like ran away. Well, I've apologised. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about going into record stores, though, is there is such a, a vibe in record stores. It's like you can just feel all the history of all the music that's ever been when you go into a record store, yeah. and. And not just that, I think you promoting yourself as an artist in the record store, it kind of makes it feel like you've already been there, always been there kind of thing. It's kind of, it's a different level because like you're from the generation that was mainly, I don't know, streaming and stuff like that. For yeah. that for you to go into the record store and kind of connect with it, I, th I think it's good. I think it will help. Well, my dad always used to play me records when I was younger yeah. all the time. Like I didn't really have a record player of my own, but I remember distinctly my dad playing me all his records so like I do have a connection 
with mm. Mm. records and things. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I love that. And one of the things that you'd said in one of your interviews is is that you you do connect with sixties music even. So, so I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sixties music. Oh yeah, I can I can feel that in in the track. Yeah, I didn't consider that before, but yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, like the early like proto rock kind of stuff. Y- garage rock. Yeah. I'm very much garage rock. Definitely mm. forget that. I like the kinks and that. Yeah. yeah. I Not was wondering, kinks. like, what's your longest song? And do you prefer long songs or short songs? I don't even know what my longest song is, but I usually do short songs, and I just think that's because I've got a quick attention span. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but kind of a staple of punk as well, in yeah. a way, isn't it? I do have a song that's coming out in, like, two months, which is an emotional song, which is a bit longer. Hmm. Um, it's a bit more poppy, but the realness is there. Like in my voice, you can feel my feelings, so I'm not too bothered about it being pop. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you know I mean, well, if whether it's pop or punk or rock, it's still going to be you at the end of the day, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think the thing about me is this: I just I can't lie ever. Like, yeah. I, just I think that's, that's a good, good thing. Very, I think the honesty, yeah, that, yeah. That, that is the main <laughs> thing. Just just keeping it real in in everything that you do. It's I mean, the, the short tracks are, are a DJ's nightmare. You know, mm. no time to do anything. You like to, so that was like two minutes. But but I do enjoy it. It wakes you up, doesn't it? It's like short, <laughs> snappy to the point. Wakes you up. Yeah, uh, like a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. good for streaming as well because it because it's a short track you want a short track a short track you want to listen to it again and you're like oh two streams and then they want to listen to it again three streams (laughs) (laughs) these guys with 12 minute long songs there they've got nothing on you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's exactly how long it needed to be because if you listen to a song and you think I wish that was a bit longer Mm. that's not a bad thing I know a lot of people that get that like artists they think well if my song's quite short people are going to be upset that it's short but it's like if people want it to be longer that's good you don't want people to listen to it and go I wish that was shorter because that's not great (laughs) (laughs) and it it actually it it actually um, it leaves the audience wanting more as well doesn't it you know it actually leaves the audience wanting more if you kind of just have a, have a short track. So I yeah. think it, it's clever marketing um, as well. But you, you were telling us um, just before we went on air about y- your new music video, and that, that sounds amazing. I mean, I know the weather hasn't been very kind to you, but do you want to tell us a, a bit about your, your plans for your, your first solo music video? Um, well, I'm just going back to Ribchester, where I'm originally from, um, and I'm just going to be throwing flowers about and just kind of storming around the church like a angry bride oh wow that <laughs> sounds amazing yeah so so when do you think that will be released um not till like late next month hmm. because yeah i have to just make it all myself and things and obviously i'm kind of just a bit behind schedule with the music video just because of the rain because like, <laughs> it has to be outside uh, yeah. and it's just every time i go to do it it's just raining I think any artist based in Manchester needs to be given like an extra two months, ra- <laughs> yeah. like a little two month slack for rain time. Yeah. Yeah. There is um, a beach um, depot Mayfield. There's like a fake beach that may make a, a good um, video set one day. I don't know if you've if you've seen, oh, that, where, seen that. Yeah, where they're like having um, movies playing shortly and stuff like that. I don't know. You just gotta be like a bit crazy. So is that like the drive-in cinema one? A, a bit, yeah. But it's not drive-in. It's just like you just have to like walk in. 
okay. Yeah, Fair but enough. it's it's going to be like going on all summer, and it, it does look um, incredible. Um, but yeah, so d- your charity event that's going to be the twenty sixth of August, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- what charity are you supporting? It's um, a, it's like for women in abusive relationships mm. and stuff, and that kind of. Yeah, I can't remember the exact one. It's really bad that I can't remember. Yeah. No, I'm not I've, n- I've not really kept up to date with my stuff recently. I've been struggling with uh, actually having a job. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully your job won't have to be that much longer. Hopefully this can be like your main job oh, a bit before long. <laughs> so, so, so do you um, post regularly on, on TikTok and stuff like that? I mean, you've got like an on-off relationship with TikTok, don't you? Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I've um, I used to post every single day, all the time, on Instagram but I took a break from it um, for until my t- like I'm only coming back on the day my song comes out. Mm. Oh wow! Oh yeah, so that then, is scarcity mode, isn't it? Yeah. So then like right everyone just to gain as much attention as possible. Yeah. So then when I so I don't want to do this. So my song's gonna come out. My song's gonna come out. Like my song's just gonna be out, and then people then people will be like, oh, she's got a new song, and mm. every and then it'll love build it. up the streams. Yeah, I love do you know that. What I mean? Yeah, it's my first uh, one. Brilliant. No one really knows who I am, so no, that's really good. Like that's that's what Bowie did when he came back for the next day. He just had one billboard in London that had the name just Bowie, and then the date. That right. Oh yeah, Nothing yeah. Nothing else, and anybody who tried to interview him, he'd block. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody so who asked funny. him, he was like, not interested. And he'd been he'd been off screen since 2006, and this is 2013. Yeah. Just one billboard. The world went crazy. <laughs> I remember I didn't sleep for three days. I was that excited. <laughs> My girlfriend at the time was already quite sick of me, um, but I think that finally pushed her over the edge. <laughs> but yeah, I just loved that, and I've I've stolen that idea myself. I've done that because yeah. on my birthday, 9th of August, I've just been posting on my newsletter just like a little banner that says be here 9th of August and nobody knows what's mm. going to happen I've not <laughs> even decided yet <laughs> it's so exciting it's a mystery yeah but it's his birthday dear listener that's the uh, secret out now if you want to send cards send them to, to the studio have you ever done um, covers though or has it always been your own original stuff Um. well on my TikTok because I do use TikTok I do have a cover of Johnny Cash okay mm. but I'm <laughs> I try and steer away from covers because mm. I'm just not very good at covers. I don't think you need to. I think if you're producing original tracks like that, you don't even need um, a cover. Yeah, oh. I think because you're so independent as mm. well. Like maybe subconsciously, you don't you don't want people to define you by somebody else's songs because yeah. you've got so much hundreds of your own songs. Well, it's, <laughs> it's like incredible. Whoever writes the songs owns it mm. like, mm. by law. So, if like you, if you're singing a song that you've written yourself, you own your own career. And to be honest, I, that's why I believe that there's less female songwriters because they're not being encouraged, so that the guys can have all the power and all the money. Because that's where all the power and all the money comes in. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. So yeah. I can't disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> so girls write songs. Yeah. Mm. 
That's a no. great message to. Yeah, no, no. I think it, it's really to end on, but we've still got three minutes. Uh, yeah, but we need to play. Up. We need to play Izzy's, Izzy's track again, and that, yes, that's perfect. Um, it's been great having you on here. I think you know you're like taking girl power to to the next level. Definitely. Um, love everything that that you're doing. Do, do let us know what's next for you, and like send us more of your tracks. We'll we'll play them. We'll try and get this on the playlist um, as well when when it's released. But it's been great to to have you on uh, today, um, Issy Sutcliffe. Thanks for bringing Issy into the studio. It's been really good. It's what I do. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. (laughs) You're the first person I've talent scouted. Oh. Yeah. Uh, sh- do you want to yeah. do a social media thing if anybody wants? Yeah. To if anyone wants media? to connect with you, or see yeah. you soon. If anyone wants to uh, connect with me, go on Izzy Suck Izzy underscore Sutcliffe, um, I S S Y underscore S U T C L I F F E. And is that on Instagram? It is. Yeah. <laughs> on on Instagram. So that, that's your primary source. What what, what about YouTube? Um, I haven't got YouTube yet, but I have. TikTok, which is the same, Izzy underscore Sutcliffe. Brilliant. Quite, quite easy. I'm trying to keep it simple for mm. people. Get following Izzy, dear listener, and get in while she's still a, a brand new artist. You can say that you heard her from the very beginning. Uh, you've been listening to the Sunday Tea Show right here on 96.9 All FM with me, Ruth O'Reilly. Been delighted to keep you company. Big thank you to Izzy Sutcliffe for being my real voice of Manchester today. Fantastic Phil from the Fringe also. Woo. My <laughs> real voice of Manchester. There'll be more from me next week. Let's leave now with a bit of Issy's track. Play it one more time. It's going to be released on the 9th of August. This is Bye Bye Baby Bye. Oh. <laughs>